What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another episode of Hard Work Beats Talent. Uh, we aim to draw upon the insights of some of the people that we admire in order to help our listeners learn from their wisdom as well as their mistakes. My name is Nikita, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Alex. Alex, what's going on? Not much, not much. Had a good week. Yeah? Yeah, all Keeping good. it moving? Keeping it moving always. Love that, love that. Well, I hope um, I hope your your new job is uh, is going well, um, but we'll we'll get into that uh, another time. Um, so with with that, uh, we would like to welcome a friend of the show um, and a personal friend as well, uh, Ben. Thank you for joining us. No worries. Um, we you know really excited to have a conversation with you about what you do and and give um, our listeners and viewers a bit of an insight into how to get into what it is you do. Um, so just to kick us off. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of uh, elevator pitch style um, sort of introduction to yourself, what you do, you know, where you come from, maybe yeah. some interests you have? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Ben Marsh. Um, I work in the in the civil service. Um, I've been there for about three years. I think I joined just after Brexit, so I can always tag it to that. <laughs> um, I grew up in West London. Um, uh, yeah, and and I suppose one of my Big hobbies is the trumpet. I play the trumpet in little community. Oh, jazz okay. Band. Yeah, on the side. It's quite um, unique. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard, but that's uh, yeah. So, but um, yeah, passionate about working in the public sector, and and um, and also, I suppose, passionate about kind of giving everyone the opportunity. Um, so that's something I'd also work at. And, and and what is your actual role title, and and what does it look like day to day? Yeah, so I work in uh, Department of Business, um, on kind of net zero policy. Um, oh, the civil service is a is a beast. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, Break it down a little bit for us yeah. and our listeners because I I don't have too much of an insight yeah. of you know how it all works and the you know, different departments and and how it is what you do fits into that. Um, I think you'll be interested to kind of yeah. get a bit of a an introduction and an understanding of the foundations. Sure, I'll do my best. It might be best googling it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, so I so there are, there are many kind of departments around Whitehall, um, Department of Business being one of them. Um, all departments have a couple of uh, ministers, so MPs, elected MPs um, that, that that run it. So I think think of it as the chief executive almost, um, and then below it you've got civil servants, and civil servants are, are uh, uh, people who aren't politically affiliated. And I think it's unique uh, when looking across the world. You've always got civil servants that don't really change with with governments, and I think it's a consistency. Um, so there are many different jobs, as as with always, and in, in many different professions. We kind of have policy people, so people who come up with the ideas. You have delivery people, so people who deliver the ideas. And then you've kind of got strategy people who kind of have the oversight of like the, the general runnings department. Um, yeah, and then, then you kind of at different levels. So I work on net zero stuff. Um, so uh, looking at hydrogen um, previously on the graduate. So as in program. like a renewable energy exactly, implementation. Yeah. So I work okay. on, the, on, on policy, uh, looking at kind of commercial side of, of trying to get the hydrogen uh, economy going. Amazing. Cool. And... and what would you say the most important skills are for your your job? Um, and does it involve working closely with others? Are you working in the silo? Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting just to bring it to light a bit. Yeah, so I think um, uh, I think the way to think about it is, you, as everyone knows, the Prime Minister, but, you know, Prime Minister changes, but the Prime Minister makes the final decision. Um, so you have ministers, but, but 
the, the key thing is that you kind of have a think of it as a wheel i think and you've got loads of spokes and the departments are spokes and then okay everything has to go through the center almost to yeah. get things signed off um finally so if you're publishing a big policy position paper on net zero saying we want to do x and y so there was a big homes thing the net zero strategy and all this kind of stuff previously but every policy um and so you cross departments. I, I I also think that you've got even in departments, you've got different teams. So you're constantly having to work across other people, which is really hard. I think mm. um, it's both up and down and sideways and it can sometimes feel a bit motion sickness like. But um, so I say that's that's a really key skill. I think also um, also writing um, and having confidence about writing. But actually, I think I generally think the biggest skill and I think this is also applicable in other things is, is being happy about mistakes. Mm. you know learning mm. that mistakes are the way of life and and yeah. just just being passionate working hard being honest but but knowing that you'll make a mistake at some point and that's okay and just i think just just um yeah building on that and, and do you think you were say born with these skills or was it something you developed over the course of your your education and uh, career? yeah uh, no sorry i wasn't born with those skills <laughs> uh, i think um that's a good question um I think we're we're all it's I think a lot of it's luck based. Um so I was born into a family that, that happened to be, you know, wealthy and so I was able to go to private school. So I did have um I don't know, I think you get that you aren't you're shielded somewhat. Mm -hmm. Um so you have that confidence to some extent. But I think also my parents gave me a lot of freedom. So you, you learn so me, my brother and my sister, we're all it's quite loud around the dinner table and we're all quite um you learn to you learn to work things out yourself. So you have to almost. I think we have to create a lot of boundaries ourselves. So you, I think you learn about you learn those skills. I mean, writing specifically. My writing was shocking, and I think that's one of the that's one of the key. I think that's one of the things that I've learned anyway is to um, is to constantly learn, and you're never finished. Um, yeah. And she really kicked me up the ass with my writing. <laughs> I tell you, but I think it's I think it's that's the thing, right? You've got to learn. You've got to constantly evolve. And I think I didn't. I hated my my you know I hated making mistakes. We all hate making mistakes, but yeah. I think I, re I I learned that if you don't if you don't see past the red pen, you're done for. Yeah. So I think it's a mixture. I think my parents are super supportive, and I um I think it's knowing you. I think you know I'm fortunate knowing I can make mistakes, and and my safety net isn't as low as other people's. You know that level yeah. of dropping yeah, yeah, isn't of as course. low. But of I think course. it's a combination. Yeah. I, I mean, we're we're both advocates of that principle of don't be afraid to fail. And if yeah. you do fail, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, if you can try to fail forward so that you're always learning from your mistakes um, and you have something else to um, to, to take away from it and, and to move you forward. Um, I just want to take it back a, a little step in terms- Before we do, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, you mentioned writing, yeah, um, yeah. which I just wanted to, to kind of pause on because I think I didn't understand the power of writing. Mm but I'm increasingly seeing its use going forwards. Things are brought to light almost through your words and your ability to influence, I guess, especially in a position like policy um, creation is, is honed far more through the ability to write, right? So I think it's it's great that you've had that experience with Alex, with her yeah. like, almost coaching you through that process yeah. and helping you on that journey because I'm, I'm sure it's probably enabled you to do your job even better. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I, I think a lot of it's trying to remove things you think about. So I think if you can if you work out how to write and, and you're you're confident but I think there's there's I think it it, it it depends. I mean I think part of it's 
people have always got an opinion on different ways of writing. I think that's what I also, you know, I think I found school quite difficult because it was very literal. So I was like, what was the point of what we're learning? How does it apply? I think I'm quite, I like applying things to understand them. And writing was a certain way. So you had to write in a certain way, right? And I think... I think now understanding grammar, we aren't really taught grammar in school. In school, so like understanding the formations means that when people, you still get arguments at work when people are like, no, you should write. I don't know. There was a classic one of forums instead of for no forum instead of for. Yeah. Like seriously, you've got more <laughs> things to do. But I think it's it's the conf- I think it's a confidence. It just frees your mind up, you know. Yeah, and it and that's a key. Uh, particularly as, uh, for us who you know who are uh, qualified solicitors, uh, writing's a big. Yeah. part of of our jobs whether it's drafting emails drafting contracts yeah. um applications to regulators whatever it may be um and we you as you say people have different perspectives on writing they write in different ways and di- with different styles and you can sometimes come across some people who will pick up on things which are, are positive and, and actually help you in, in what you're trying to achieve but sometimes it's you know stylistic yeah and you just think yeah. well look i have my own style you have your own style is is this change or recommendation going to yeah. get us to the common 100%, 100%. goal um so yeah that's really interesting yeah and and i, I generally think that um i i yeah there was a book called, i don't know i don't know if you guys know sally rooney um yeah, i probably do but, and, so and normal, normal people normal yeah. people yeah that that generally i mean when i when i was so my dad he my parents write in quite a formal way and i, I just didn't didn't really speak to me mm. i never really got the formal the, the kind of the quotation marks the comma after and stuff like yeah, that. yeah. never really spoke to me and then Reading Sally Rooney's, but you realize uh, writing's different. You can write however you want. I mean, there's obviously in law you can't you can't do that <laughs> yeah, to some yeah, extent, right? But there's always about there's a there's a yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. And I think finding out, being okay that you're you're happy with your way, but you also can change your way to satisfy other people. Just to be like, whatever, just let's let's just get this through. We'll make this change. Essentially, mm-hmm. being adaptable. Right? Being adaptable. Yeah, I think that I think that's a big thing. Um, recognizing that you you can you can make mistakes, you can change, you're happy with your way of doing things. But like you were saying, I mean, writing is a big part of getting things through, but also relationships are massive. Yeah. And and sometimes it's 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 strategic. If someone says, can we make this change? You're like, mm. I think this is rubbish, mm. but I know it's important to you. So I'm going to do that. So yeah. that, And then you build that confidence up. Well, it's building it's the relationship rapport with who it is exactly. you're maybe working with or, or, or uh, communicating with. But to build that relationship, to get, you know, whatever it is you're trying to get through through is communication yeah. as well because yeah. if you're not able to effectively communicate your point maybe your point of view or perspective yeah. then um, especially when it doesn't align with someone else's you know it could could rub them up the wrong way or, or cause friction and and that's not the best way to build relationships so it's they all kind of go hand in hand don't they Completely. it's like um communication um leads on to building positive and 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 um effective relationships um, and writing as a form of communication yeah. um, as yeah. well. I actually, on that, uh, was listening to a podcast the other day and it mentioned how all those skills you've described, they don't just add together, they almost multiply. It's almost yeah. like the better you are writing, mm. the better you are building relationships because <laughs> you can actually build a relationship over a written form of communication. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I think Compounding. that's it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to take it back slightly. So. Yeah um to, to to your career in in the civil service and and for anyone that's listening they may be thinking well you know i don't know if i want to be a, a civil servant you know th- they may still be struggling to decide what it is they want to do yeah, yeah. um and certainly with going into that type of career or, pr- or profession um you know it's not like a linear uh, journey to becoming a civil servant yeah. at, at least it, from my understanding it's not like being a solicitor or a doctor where 
you go to university, you study law or medicine, you graduate, you do your training, and then you're, you're qualified. Um, do you want to kind of take us through um, maybe the mindset or the thinking of someone that might be thinking about, mm, is this a job for me? Um, some of the things they might want to consider yeah. um, and what's actually involved in like your day-to-day -day job. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I mean, I think um, one of the key things about civil service is it is it's massive. Um, and so almost any career you think of, there will be a job in the civil service for it. So whether it's a scientist, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's an economist, whether mm. it's, uh, you know, a marine scientist down in, you know, wherever, there's a job. Um, and there's an area of interest for everyone. So I think, uh, I think, I mean, personally, I, I, I know I can only do things I'm interested in. Um, and so I, I made the conscious choice to, to kind of try and get into civil service. Um, and so I, I think in terms of thinking about civil service against other jobs, I think it's hard. I mean, I, I, I didn't have a lot of other opportunities. My grades were okay from school. I wasn't excellent. So I didn't have, you know, I couldn't be a lawyer. I didn't have that expertise or that, that kind of skill base. I, I certainly wasn't ready for it. Um, and so I think you've just got to work out what you've got, like what you're interested in. And so for me, what's great about the civil service is you're, you're doing something that impacts other people every day. So you're doing something that's going to be a positive influence. I mean, it depends on the policy, right? Because if you work on social policy, may maybe you wouldn't think that's a positive influence, but you're basically contributing to the running of the country um, every day. And I think that that's quite, that's quite cool to be around. I also think a big thing is the culture and you know it's pros and cons but you're if you're if you're in a private sector company for private company you're, you're the bottom line right you've got to deliver for the bottom line whereas with a civil service it's not it's slightly different because you're not you don't have any margin that you need to deliver it's just kind of you're delivering a policy so I think there's also the fact that there's a cultural difference um, which is good and bad sometimes you can get um, swamps where people don't move for ages and I, I was <laughs> in that in, in one job and it was it wasn't great, but in my current job, people are really passionate. There's, there's no, kind of everyone's driving towards the same end. I mean, there's obviously, you know, power and influence in, in civil service and in politics, but I yeah. think most people are trying to do the right thing. So I think, I think it's, it's a difficult one because it's quite hard to articulate what exactly it is because it's so broad, so big. Um, but I think, I think, you know, give it a go. There's, you can move around really easily once you're in. It's almost like, um, I don't know, I always think of like Mordor once you're in, like you can just do anything. <laughs> so I think, I think it's, you know, just give it a go and see what happens. And I think it, it gives you, it gives you an insight that I think you, you wouldn't get elsewhere into kind of the run of the country. So. And, and how did the application process go for yeah. you then? Um, was that an interview, online application form? How, how did you actually get into the yeah. civil service? So I actually found out about the civil service in my second year of university. I think like most people, no one's got a clue about civil service until they get to university. Yeah. I mean, I went yeah. to speak, I, I, mentor, I, I mentor through an organization <laughs> called Voyage Youth and I went to a, I did a talk with, I think they were like 15 or 14 and the civil service. I mean, I, I don't know why they put me up for it. <laughs> it, was, it was cruel, man. It, <laughs> it was cruel. They all focused on a bit on spies. But I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I found out in the second year of university and it took me three attempts to get in. So I applied, failed, applied, failed. And I think, you know, like all of us, well, I don't know, like all of us, you guys might be the, the creme de la creme. But um, I think, you know, you fail a lot, right? And I think that was difficult. But I always knew that I, I wanted to do something that, that was interesting um, 
and that was yeah i don't know just it's something about it just caught me i was like wow this is this is cool this is in like this this i always found politics relatively interesting and and, and energy kind of stuff interesting so i thought how can i get that experience so, so just just, just to give our listeners then a bit of a an understanding then yeah did you have like a background before you decided to go in because i actually think this conversation is interesting right it's not like other professions mm. or, or other people will talk to with different yeah. professions like i was uh, talking about earlier so I think it'll be quite uh, yeah. cool to know, like, yeah. what was your background just before that made you think, yeah. oh, do you know what? Actually, I want to have some contribution to the running of yeah. the country. Or I think it was, I generally think it was at school. So I, I didn't really get, I didn't really get school in terms of like learning. I found, I found it difficult to learn about stuff without, without applying the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. why am I learning? What? And I, and I think as a result, you know, a lot of things went on and it, for various reasons, but I just couldn't get it. I just didn't get it. And you know what? And we'll get on to this. this. We'll get on to this because it resonates with me so much. I think we're similar in, in, in that respect. Um, and, you know, I went to a state school. And stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to it. But I had the, exactly the yeah. same experience yeah. as you. Um, so I, I'm just I'm buzzing. Just yeah. To, yeah. It's it's just, weird. And I think coming across someone who's had a, like a, a similar. Experience. Yeah. And it's 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 um it's weird. And then at university, I kind of went to university because that's what you do. I studied politics because that's what I knew or thought I wanted to do. And to be honest, I think my sister helped me choose the university, but I can't really remember it. It was all quite passive until, yeah, the civil service. And I think a lot of other things happened. I just went, I think that's what I want to do. Um, anyway, I, I left university and through... Um, what did you study at university? Politics at university, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, but again, like wasn't quite sure about... Again, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And, and, and then um, so I started working for an MP. I managed to get a job with her. Um, uh, again, which is incredibly fortunate. But I, I, I worked and I just didn't... It wasn't for me. But I liked mm. the politics. I liked being around it. And, and, and so... Yeah, I then, I mean, a lot of things happen. I can quickly listen to I did masters. I went to Russia for three months and then I kind of applied and find, I think I applied to the civil service in Russia. I don't know how they, uh, <laughs> I don't know how they allowed <laughs> did that me not to get blocked at VPN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how that worked, but I was expecting someone to turn up at my door every day just being like, what are you doing here? Um, but yeah, and then I just, I just kept applying until I got in. I think it was just, I generally think it was, it's applying. So I also, I, I did a master's in in, um, in war studies, which is a bit, again, I wasn't quite sure I wanted to do, I wanted to work in kind of international politics. It kind of all sounds very, very nice and cushy, kind of did a master's and then went to Russia. But I think yeah. it was, I just didn't really know. It was still surrounded with a lot of uncertainties. In yeah, trying mind. to search, trying yeah. to search out what I wanted to do. Although you had some sort of fundamental interest though, right? I think so. I think so. I, I didn't have the confidence. So I, I think a really key example is um, when I did university essays, I never, my bibliographies were always massive because I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have the confidence to say that's enough. Right. Like I've looked enough to form an opinion. I was very, I, I wasn't very confident in my opinions. Whereas my friends would turn up, do a five hours, yeah. whack an essay in, where they said, "Yes, this is the answer." Whereas I was like, I don't really know where to think. Sound like a Pisces to me. <laughs> I, 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 I have no idea about star signs. My girl, my girl, my sister's big yeah. into star you just, signs. You just but, sound like me. <laughs> yeah, just going around in circles. But eventually, I thought, you know what? I actually, I now I'm going to be, I'm going to work it out. And only recently. You know, the stuff I was talking about earlier, like being confident about mistakes and stuff, that's only really been a recent development. A lot of it was, took a lot of working through. Um, I, 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 yeah, thank you for being so honest, yeah. firstly, because um, I think that'll be really helpful for, for people to hear um, who might be going through schooling experiences and not feeling like they're yeah. thriving. Yeah. 
yeah. even at university, not having that confidence, yet still, fast forward a few years, you're doing incredibly well in the civil service. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think that's that's quite an inspirational story to hear. And, and it's great that you've been able to share that yeah. with us. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and I generally think that a lot of people are flying by the seat of their pants. And also, I think it's having the confidence to like, yeah, to 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 keep looking, keep searching. Because I think sometimes people just settle and they're not happy, but they go, I've got to get a job. I just got to settle. Yeah. Um, and yeah. fearful of um, making a change or yeah. making a move. Yeah. Um, and I think you're you're an example of this yourself, yeah. Alex, where, you know, you, you could have quite easily stayed... Um, in the you know the, the legal profession um and um done that for the rest of your life yeah. and look, who knows who knows where life will take you exactly. or, or me or, or ben um you know you might come back to it yeah but you decided that actually it doesn't maybe a, quite align with your future goals and aspirations yeah. and you want to try something new and you've, you've jumped into that so i think for anyone listening that if you're in school and or, you know doing your a levels or, or at university you're not quite sure what it is you want to do keep persisting but keep searching yeah as, as ben said so. keep, keep so. searching because you may leave and you you'll start something um you may enjoy it which is great if you don't well keep doing yeah. it until you find something that that you know you do enjoy yeah and i think a big i think another big part of that is is um in school you're 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 very much taught that you've got to be excellent mm. that if you don't get the grades then you're a failure and it's just whether it's explicit or implicit it's kind of there kicking around um and I genuinely think that sometimes people who have had to struggle to get to where they got to mm. sometimes do a better job because they've learned they've they've kind of gone through the shit more or they've kind of gone. And so I think there's different ways of being successful. Like my girlfriend, um, Alex, she's incredible. Like you look at her grades, it's terrifying, right? <laughs> but like it's different ways and you kind of yeah. you find success in your own way. And I think that's a real big I for me, I think that's the biggest lesson is it's okay to not be good enough. Yeah. It's okay. And and if, but but what does not being good enough mean? Exactly. Right? exactly. And is it not being good enough in a subject like history? Well, who cares? Yeah. But maybe you'll be a fantastic ge zoologist. So that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, some like one of our gems, I think that we've already picked up on, you know, we're quite in the early stages of this, of this show, but um, resilience. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is, and, and Alex, I don't know if you agree with me, is more important than um, uh, kind of uh, what you were just saying yeah. about what what is success, you know, yeah. or natural gifts, I guess, or natural yeah, gifts. Yeah. yeah, if if you're able to to fail, as long as you work smart and you continue to work hard and and you're resilient, don't get beaten down. Yeah, just keep it moving. In fact, yeah. I, I remember uh, hearing a study which showed that that was the biggest predeterminant for kids um, in terms of how well they would would do in life. It, it wasn't necessarily their social class. It wasn't how well they took to particular things yeah. it was the most resilient kids tended in the long run to to be the the more i guess accomplished adults um so yeah i i think what we're hearing in your story is resilience yeah. getting rejected twice and still yeah. pushing forward and then finally getting the acceptance yeah. like most people would have said okay that's not for me but yeah. recognizing that a no is just a, st a step closer to a yes yeah. and um pushing forward yeah I, I think i think that's true but i do think there's another bit which is is learning from your mistakes because mm. you can be resilient and keep running against the wall but yeah. if you don't work out you just climb over it then you're, yeah. there's no point that's why you have to learn from your mistakes i think right that's and, massive, uh, massive and fail yeah. forward so that yeah, yeah you're not making the same exactly. mistakes over yeah. and over yeah. again so just coming back to your your job, yeah. what would you say is the most surprising thing you've found working in the civil service? Some of your experiences, perhaps. Uh, Something that may especially surprise our listeners, right? Yeah. Because they, 
you know, they might think, oh, civil service, that sounds a bit political, a bit boring, you know, but I'm sure you come across quite a lot of exciting stuff as well. Uh, if only. <laughs> uh, no, I think um, I think it's the, 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 the simplicity and the normalness of things, right? And I think, yeah, I generally think that most like um, politics or, or business I don't know whatever it always it's I think it's made to seem grander than it is like you're in nice big shiny buildings <laughs> or like you're in a nice fancy part of town or like in Westminster which is where the civil service largely is or you know if you're based in London but you can be based across the country as well and I think that's a good development but I think it's the normalness of it um, and so you have you have people who are MPs making decisions every day about the future of the country so we put policy up we say we think this is a problem. This, these are the solutions we suggest based on our analysis. What do you think? And they come back saying, yeah, I think that's good. Let's do it. And then you spend millions, hundreds of thousands, millions, billions on said problem. Mm. And there you go. You know what I mean? Like, I think it generally think the biggest surprise is actually it, the normalness of it. Um, and the fact that therefore you've got anyone can influence it. If you apply yourself and, and you're, 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 yeah. You find what you're good at. I think anyone. I think that for me is the big, the biggest surprise is that, yeah, it's it's normal. It's it's, yeah. it's relatively, okay. you know, not straightforward. It's hard, right? It's really difficult, but it's not. It's a bit more steady than sort of the ups and downs of maybe some corporate type of jobs. And and we we touched upon this in a previous episode around imposter syndrome. I'm sure on day one it felt very grandiose and it's your experience of working there. Yeah. So I've certainly had it when working in uh, the legal sector. You go into a glass building, you think you're working on big yeah. transactions, big cases, and you think, wow, this is all slightly overwhelming. But given time, yeah, most things do become normal, provided you have the blind faith that one day they will be. So yeah. I'm sure you're just at that stage, whereas actually where in, in the past you might have found it slightly more daunting. Maybe, but I, I, I think that's true. But I think it's also that, you know, uh, and even you might, you know, it's the same thing. And, and but also like, um, I suppose like I suppose AI and stuff like that is incredibly complicated. But it's all, it's. I think it's. I don't know. Maybe this is just my. I. Uh, I don't know. I always think about authority and like, well, you know, people who speak from high, up high, right? But I think largely it's logic based, and like you can, even with with coding, for example and Google, massively important companies. But actually, like, I suppose if you break it down, relatively straightforward what they're trying to do, of course the coding is incredibly complicated, right? I'm not saying yeah. that. And if you apply yourself, I'm sure it's difficult still, but it's like all you're, you're doing is creating policy, you're trying to find solutions, you're looking at analysis, you're writing emails saying, you know, to people. I just think that that is, that for me is the biggest thing that I've learned is you need to learn things, of course, but it's not, it's it's apply, applying some like analytical and problem solving skills yeah. skills that you need right i think so yeah yeah sure but i, I yeah and maybe everyone isn't th the same but i think once you work out a job that you're good at or whatever mm. you can fit in i don't okay yeah do you think what i was picking up from that was yeah. that things can become a lot more simple when you break them down into smaller parts yeah i think so i think so but I, but generally i also think yeah i think that's right and um I don't know. I think for me, and, and this may be wrong, but I, I think when I was at school and, and, and growing up, you always saw like big words or like, you know, complicated phrasing or like complicated things. You thought, oh, God, this is I don't know, even banking. Right. You've got crazy words which actually don't mean that, com that you know, yeah. that, that complex yeah. a thing. And I think it's just it's having the comp I think sometimes people can be put off by that. So if you're not an A star student, 
can I do that? Oh, I don't know what maths. Oh, I can't do maths. Uh, you yeah, know, well, you yeah. build up this this thing in your head that you go, that's not me. Mm. I'm a different type of person. Um, and I think that's a big thing to, to kind of yeah. try and overcome. And actually, I think you raise a really good point because, of course, sat around the table, you have a master's, we are legally qualified. You might think, okay, well, to be able to do these things, you have to be highly qualified. But some of the most smart and interesting people I know left school after their GCSEs and yeah they they look at these same concepts that you're describing and and break them down and yeah. move with them so no I think it's a good point to to dwell on and and for our listeners to hear like just because you don't have a fancy title doesn't mean yeah. That you yeah. can't engage exactly. with complicated exactly 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 um so I just want to ask you know for people listening yeah um they may be thinking well you know I'm this type of person or this yeah. type of yeah. thinker um is a civil service um, more appropriate for me over, let's say, a, a corporate setting? Um, yeah. What would you say the distinction is between the two? You know, um, would a, a certain type of um, character be yeah. more suited for the civil service than a corporate job? Is yeah, like I think that? the first thing that, that this hypothetical person's yeah. asked is that I'm this type of person. I think that's the most important thing. You've got to work out who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got to work out what you're about, what what works for you, but also understand the framing. So like a classic thing that you hear sometimes is I'm not, I can't speak languages because I just can't learn languages. I'm that type of person. <laughs> it's just because you learn differently, right? Yeah. Maybe you don't learn the way it's taught at school. So I think the first thing is working out what you're about. And then I generally don't think there's that much difference. I mean, okay. I've never worked in the private sector. You guys haven't worked in the public sector. So yeah, yeah, who yeah, knows? yeah, exactly. But, um, I, I think there are jobs for everyone. And I think once you work out what you're about and what works for you, you can find a job. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you're not interested in energy or you're more a strategic thinker that doesn't like getting into the, the weeds, then you probably wouldn't want to be in the team I'm in at the moment. Mm -hmm. But then there are other jobs around. So I think I think the biggest thing is being honest with yourself about what you're about. If you're interested in something and you don't feel like you've got the skill set, finding out how you can get that skill set and like learning and like finding some of the things. But I think, yeah, I, I generally think that maybe there isn't that much difference between between it because i think i think the biggest thing is humans right mm. yeah humans in both organizations which means it's going to be driven by a certain way i suppose you've got a different motive but you passion power and, and influence does weird things to people so you know even if yeah, you're not yeah, yeah. you're not searching for the money you're still maybe searching for that you know being in the minister's ear or whatever so um it depends but i think largely it's human organizations so it probably is probably more similar than we think awesome and you've alluded to it but beyond your actual work is there anything outside of work that you do to try and essentially build up your skill base and, and yeah. make you better at, at what you do yeah i mean i um yeah i i think i used to be alex has, has definitely helped like water this down but i used to be a crazy uh, like growing like i've got to constantly do something constantly do personal something. growth machine personal yeah. growth machine that's how i used to describe myself actually how did you how do you know <laughs> personal growth machine i might get a t-shirt with that one <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I used to try and do do loads. So um, when I was in my early 20s, I started learning Russian because I wanted to prove that I could learn Russian. Yeah. Um, I wanted to work in international affairs and I thought I needed a language. I don't know why I chose Russian. Um, <laughs> but, a whole different alphabet, isn't it? Yeah, Cyrillic yeah, alphabet. Cyrillic. Yeah, I went, I went and lived in... Yeah, when I lived in... I speak Russian. Do you? Ironically, yeah. Oh, no. Practice with me. Yeah, that's very good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken for a while, so don't ask me anymore. Um <laughs> But yeah, I went, I went, so I went to St. Petersburg for a few months. But yeah, this kind of thing is like, um, I think you've constantly got to look for opportunities to get better. And, and 
But I do think actually more recently that there, there's a school-based thing. So for example, I'm, I'm currently um, trying to do the ch uh, Chartered Financial Analyst CFA um, level one course because I think it's really important for my job and I think it'll do a lot. So I managed to convince um, uh, yeah, department to pay for it. Amazing. Um, but also, like I also, as I was saying before, played trumpet in a in a little jazz band, nice. um, which I you know is is again you're learning something new and and it's really enjoyable. Um, but also, and also mentor um, through this organisation called Voyage. Um, so Amazing. kind of um, young kids in in um, in Hackney, um, which is great. Um, but then also, I think it's also thinking about your personal side and your family and friends side. And I think I used to neglect that. I didn't really see that as important as learning like for myself because I think I wasn't confident. I was trying to work myself out. And so recently, actually seeing relationships and building relationships as, as important as So you mean the, you, you neglected more the relationships yeah. with your family and friends in terms of like yeah. learning from them and, and yeah. things like that? Well, I think just seeing it as not, not, not equal to doing Russian or equal yeah. to coding or equal to these different things that you can do not not the same thing whereas actually I think yeah I think you learn you see things from your parents and how you're growing up and I think you you're you know you, you just do what you see is right by them but I think sometimes yeah. it's good to challenge what you think is normal um, and so I think definitely seeing those differently now. I think uh, it's Esther Perel that says the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. And yeah. I think such yeah. true saying you can overdo it on the work front. Definitely. At, at points, right? But I think it's yeah. easy to do, especially, you know, if you see all around us and you see friends trying to, you know, grapple for the top and trying to do the best they can do. It's, it's hard to sometimes see the wood for the trees and that stuff. So I think... But I think giving yourself a break, and I think I was definitely, I was yeah, saying about doing essays at uni, um, just spending too much time, you know, be clinical, be clear, and, and then spend time with your friends and stuff. So I'm, I'm mindful of time, and, and one thing I really wanted to talk to you about yeah. was um, mentoring, because it's something yeah. that we're both extremely passionate about yeah. and, and was a big driver towards us starting this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But before I do, I've got an anecdote of your mentoring. Um, yeah. So... I think it's probably about a year ago, Ben reached out to me to say he had a, a mentee who was interested in potentially pursuing a legal career and asked me if I could talk to him, which I agreed to, of course. And um, I spoke to this student. He was doing his A-level. No, he was doing his GCSEs um, at a, an inner city London school. And uh, we had a, a great conversation during which he mentioned that Ben had actually helped him secure a place at a private sixth form, which... I thought was fantastic because having been to a private school and a state school, yeah. I, I, I recognise yeah, how that can that. completely yeah. change the course of someone's life. And I just want to commend you for that and, yeah, and say that that was fantastic. Yeah. And it actually inspired me to think about how I could improve my approach to mentoring yeah. and um, think about the ways I could positively influence people. But it'd be really helpful to hear about yeah. why you mentor and, and some of the things that you've, you've learned from it. Just to add to what Alex is saying, yeah, again, that's really awesome. Um, good on you for doing that. And, um, you know, I'm sure that, that this chap or, or, or girl will <laughs> appreciate it to yeah. the end. Um, and just on the mentoring front, um, before you uh, continue on, yeah. um, it'll be good to kind of loop it into um, why and how yeah. uh, some of our listeners could find mentors yeah. and where they can find mentoring opportunities because, you know, as with everything, we'll talk about this stuff, yeah. but it's the really the practical, practical side of it of, you know, that we want them to take yeah. away. Um, so yeah, maybe if you can add add that. Yeah, into, definitely. Into so um, 
practical side first, so I don't forget because I will forget when yeah. I start talking. <laughs> um, I mean, I think uh, you've just got to work out what 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 you want to achieve. And I think it's, I, I say that deliberately, like what you want to achieve, because I think it is important to work out what you're trying to do. And I, I and get out of the mentoring. I think get right? out of the mentoring, but I think that's definitely secondary. I okay. mean, I, I think that if you, uh, I mean, it depends on the person, right? But I do think it's not about you, really. It's about the other person. Yeah. And But I know, I think you, in the back of your head, as long as you know that you're going to get, I think you're going to get something out of it. And I certainly have, like, just by being around these guys. Oh, right. Okay. So you're talking about yourself personally. I think you've got, yeah, right. I do think you've got to work out what, what, what kind of thing you want to do. So before doing this mentoring with young people, I worked, I volunteered at a drug and alcohol charity by where I grew up because I, you know, I lived in this lovely middle class bubble. Um, not aware of you know kind of addiction issues around where I grew up and and I think actually a big a big changing point um, and we may come on this then but a book I read um, called Dark Heart by Nick Davies and it just showed that it was I think it was it's basically looking at the UK and, and what was going on and some really dark harrowing stuff and you kind of think actually I've had a cushy life here mm. um, you know I've been able to make mistakes and I kind of lived in a bit of a bubble not a total bubble but certainly not exposed to everything I've got a, a um, a good family and well supported by them and so I think when you work out what you you know being around them and actually giving back it was flipping awkward at times at this place because I was this posh kid walking into this thing and they just they just saw me there for the taking so it was hard <laughs> right but actually you, bi you build amazing relationships and you learn a lot and I think that's the thing right when you work out what can you do and I think it's also got to be being modest so like with this mentoring with the young people it's it's not I'm not going to, I don't know the world. I'm yeah. not going to be able to impart like these great theories of life. Yeah, it's it's yeah. about, for me, it's time. I generally think it's just about time. So whatever they want to do, you're there to support them and you'll give the best you can for them. Um, because sometimes people, like even contacts, like you don't, I think I didn't realize that I was exposed through my parents or through the yeah. people you meet. You just got contacts. Indirectly, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. so don't be, don't be like, don't, don't be all grandiose and say, I'm only going to talk about it. Give them contacts, yeah, introduce yeah, them yeah. to people, let them build their own network. Absolutely. Um, so for me, it's just working out what you want to do, whether that's with young people, whether that's something else, but I think you just got to work out what you want to do. Um, and if it's mentoring, that's great. But I think, so Voyage is a great place and they, they do really good work, but I think it's, yeah, I mean, there are loads out there. So yeah. um, from a mentee's mentee perspective, yeah. yeah. So yeah, from a mentee's perspective yeah. as well, um, how would someone go about finding these opportunities sure. or finding a mentor? Um, I think you've got to look for schemes. I think one of the great things that's happening on kind of corporate governance, which sounds really boring, but um, in the UK is kind of much more about ESG, which is environmental social governance. And I think that that's driving a lot of corporates to spend money on mentoring programs and things about giving back to the community. So I think more and more there's there's opportunities for you so i think you just got to look up an organization in your local area and and, and see if you can get involved um i i think i think you've also got to work out what you're trying to get out of it um so what what is what are you doing rather than just being a mentee for the sake of being a mentee yeah, yeah. what is it and whether it's just having a conversation just chatting that's fine but mm -hmm. you know work out what you want to do first but then i think yeah just just google organizations i think yeah so I think both of us have found that mentors have had a quite a profound impact on our lives um, yeah. and our careers. Yeah. I was wondering if you had any key influences growing up or even even now um, and, and what role they play for you. Yeah, um, yeah, good, interesting question. No, no one really springs to mind, to be perfectly honest. Um, I mean, obviously my parents were around, but I don't think we had that kind of like depth of relationship at that point. Um, 
So I think it, I mean, you, you sometimes you speak to some people and you go, wow, okay, that, that, that is inspirational or that makes sense. It just clicks. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when you speak to people and you go, wow, that, that's it. But not really, to be honest. I mean, I can't think of anyone specifically um, that I suppose mentored me, but I think certainly I came across people who I was inspired by. You know, you were talking about sort of when you were in school, yeah. um, you, you didn't really get school. Yeah. We, we will talk about that in more detail. Um, when you potentially went to university and transitioned. Yeah. Was there someone that sort of helped you find yourself academically? And, and you know, because yeah. there may not be a sort of a consistent mentor that yeah. you went to consistently, but um, they may have just indirectly, inadvertently through their teaching and yeah. something that resonated with you that helped you make that transition not really to really? be honest okay. yeah no i think a per, like a personal jo a growth journey i think so i mean you know and this might be the same for other people but um i don't think people around me were very good at and i think this is a big thing that i take into mentoring is how you give feedback and how you think about what other people are doing because i think yeah i mean i i don't think i was at school or whatever that I, I don't think i really ever got it i don't think people articulated very well like how to go about it and i think I think sometimes it's giving the freedom and treating people like adults. And I don't think I was ever really given that by anyone. But I think also it's a big, it's a growth journey. I mean, I think you was just trying to work out what am I doing here? Where am I going? And, and just kind of constantly trying things until it's- Introspective thing. I think so, yeah. I don't, it's interesting because I never really, yeah, never really had anyone that's gone, this is how you should do it or whatever, yeah. which is probably well, why I, I was it's, going around crazy. It's an awesome example that, you know, I think sometimes we look to the outside, whether it's to our parents or yeah. to our teachers yeah. at school, um, for this guidance, this, yeah. this you know paved golden golden path to whatever it is that you want to do or successes in life and and things of of that nature. Yeah. But but I think we we need to shine a light on the fact that actually, uh, particularly as you start to grow into into yourselves and into adulthood, yeah, um, you need to take personal responsibility. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I think it so, is. A, it's a big thing. But I I but I think that's right. I do think you have to take responsibility. But I do think, and I think that's why I mentor. I don't mentor to impart, I mentor to give space to people. And yeah. I don't think I was really ever given the space and respect, I suppose, to have those conversations. Say, oh, I've been thinking about this. What do you think? Like the safe mm -hmm. space to yeah, not be yeah. criticized? Not or criticized or judged. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, the, the mentees that, that go to find yeah. these programs, exactly. taking mentors, responsibility. they're taking responsibility. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, exactly. It's their exactly. own initiative exactly. to get out there. Yeah. So it's a mix. So please take that away. You know, you, yeah. you, you can't just sit around and wait for people to say, do this, Absolutely. do that. You Absolutely. have to get up and, and, and... And it's hard, right? And I don't think... I think if you do that, be, be aware that it will be painful. It yeah. will hurt. But find... You know what? Find it, Find some music you like. I mean, that was a big thing for me. I like... Uh, you, people probably won't have heard them, but Hot Chip and, and The National are big for me. And, and they... They, they, their words got me through, um, got me through a lot of things, you know. And I think sometimes you just got to find that in your spe in yourself and find that resilience. But I think it's, I think as you grow, I mean, as I've grown older, probably wasn't the healthiest of things to do. So definitely try and find a mentor or someone who you can speak to, because I think it's a lot of to carry on your own shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And and you alluded to it there with I think it was Dark Heart you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But are there any books or or podcasts? Yeah. That, like been particularly meaningful to you and and yeah you think would, would benefit our listeners yeah so i generally i think it depends right everyone's got it's all about your own perspective and trying to understand how you fit in and and, and for me it was it was dark cart kind of shook me up and um, definitely and i was like okay this it's not it's not a sweet i think you grow up 
thinking that your life is normal and maybe you guys didn't but I certainly didn't think that you know going to Africa on holiday or doing these crazy holidays wasn't normal I thought it was normal yeah and so reading this book I was like okay this is interesting this isn't something I've been exposed to before um and that honestly it was just eye-opening and 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 just kind of nerve I just got, got like it was horrible it's a really horrible book but it's 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 beautiful and articulate in the same same way Gives but you a different perspective. Different perspective. Yeah. And that's what I like about books that challenge you. And I think yeah. then there's the um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race was also really important. Um, that's just, been mentioned actually before. Isn't yeah. It? Just to see as a, as, a, as a posh white male, you know, I'm the archetype of like whiteness, I think. <laughs> um, but understanding how you fit in and how people other people see you, I think is really important as well. Um, and then finally, the Sally Rooney book I've mentioned before, just because it just said to me, it just, I was oh my God. God, you can write like this? Seriously? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so those those three, yeah, the big ones. And certainly with those first two books, do you think they've played a role in what it is you do and like your yeah. drive towards, yeah. um, I guess, social good? Yeah, I think that's another thing. I think, and you know, everyone's on their own path, right? But I think I I recognise how lucky I've been and I feel I almost feel like a duty to give back. I know it sounds corny and I've never worked out how to say it without sounding corny, but um, <laughs> I think it's it's a big thing for me that, you know, I'm I'm comfortable I've been comfortable my whole life. How can I help people who aren't? Because at the end of the day, you need less, I suppose, not fewer people like me, but I think you need more of other people to to, to change change and make things better. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really awesome. And it's actually a privilege to have you on this podcast because, you know, these experiences and, and ideas is exactly um, what we want to share yeah. and, and with, with people who... Um, maybe didn't have the best start to life or maybe don't have the contacts and and the ability to um uh, you know have insights from yeah. people like such as yourself um or, or our other guests so at least they can listen and get a bit of a better yeah. idea and, and i think it, it also yeah. shows that if you are say on one of these mentoring schemes um and you're you're you have ben sat across the table from yeah. you um these things do matter yeah. to people who've had very different upbringings and and for a range of reasons you've, you've mentioned a couple of books there but yeah. your, how your experiences have, have made mentoring important yeah. I think it's good for mentees to know that so that when they're sat across the table although they might not identify from an experience yeah. perspective yeah. the person they're dealing with yeah. I guess on a principles level it's very much the same it is but I think I think a big thing as well that I've learned is is your experience is as valid as other as other people's and I think I think that's a really important thing um, so uh, you know if you I don't know if you, if like one of your parents do something that you think isn't particularly important or whatever, you can always there's just because they do it that you know it maybe isn't a trendy job or whatever or it's not you know it's not earning loads of money it was not invalid, right? And yeah. I think I think that's yeah. a really important thing to remember. And do you think there was pressure at all from your parents in terms of no. career or say they that was the amazing thing about them mm -hmm. there was no pressure. Um, you know they I think generally amazing to give me the space to just work out what I wanted to do which is hard sometimes right and sometimes you want more support but or more shaping anyway of your journey but no I was never never any pressure at all so there was yeah so you guess they never really tried to um, push you down a path push no. you down a path like there we wouldn't have gone we wouldn't yeah. have gone we'd have fought go. back yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember doing they Rebe to get, the rebellious yeah mindset, they yeah. tried to get us doing French lessons when we were like eight yeah. and we were just having none of it um, so want to do Russian want to do Russian <laughs> yeah get me a harder get me a harder yeah. language yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. but no I think you know I, 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 but I think that's important to remember like you'll see people like me who can speak you know articulately that, that look like they've got everything together and you might go oh hold on this, yeah. this person's better than me I, I think that's a 
perfect segue. Um, I mean, unless you had anything else to add on the, the, the mentoring side, but I think it's a really great segue into that discussion around um, your schooling experience yeah, yeah. Um, and why I feel so passionate about it, why it resonates so much with me, because um, using the, 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 the sort of phraseology and the terms that you did, yeah. um, it's like it switched on this light bulb in my light bulb in my mind because when I was at school, um, and I don't know whether it was my experience of maybe English being as a second language, even though Russian really is like my second language, yeah, even yeah. though I learned it first. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the way I think because of you know English not being my second language. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't really get sort of learning mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through sort of GCSEs and A levels in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I got my, uh, I think I got six or seven A to C's. Um, well, I didn't get any A's. It was like yeah. B and the rest were like C's yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff at GCSE. And then at A, low, a level in particular, you know, I far from excelled kind yeah. of, you know, it was yeah. like in the D range. Um, and then there's me, you know, and, you know, my mum was kind of helping guide me down certain yeah. professional paths. I rebelled at one point. I wanted to do something completely different. Yeah. Um and, you know, it was only when I took a gap year um, after my A-levels to just take a break, find myself and, and mature. Um, it was when I, you know, kind of thought, okay, I'm going to go and do this commercial law and business management degree because it's not entirely legally focused. It's got some range yeah. to it. Um, but then when I got there, you know, the like switch went on and I, and I thought, right, okay, yeah. I'm really starting to get it. Yeah. Um, I'm understanding how to sit exams. And that was the key thing. Like I didn't get how to sit exams. And even though the knowledge is there, it's how you put it down on the paper. Um, I didn't get that. And when I went to uni, I was absolutely determined because I had grown as well on my gap year um, and just taken a time out. Um, Like I just just grafted away and I I really got to understand it a lot better and I left uni with a first class honours degree and what 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 one of my teachers would have thought a guy who left with like two d's and an e a level would get a first class honours like law and and business degree um and that after that I was like you know what I didn't get it I applied myself I worked hard to to learn what it takes and and play the game ultimately of of exams um and that's you know was my springboard yeah. to to what I'm doing today. So um, and and just to make um, one final point, where you said you know you you kind of you didn't do particularly well at school, and so maybe the legal profession was a bit out of your reach. Yeah. Um, I'm going to challenge that yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was exactly me, yeah. and I want our listeners to really understand that it could also be you. Yeah. But if you apply yourself, and like we said before, integrity, hard work, smart work, um, you know, build your communication, your network you yeah. can achieve what what you set out to achieve. Yeah. So that's just like a bit yeah, of background so, yeah, on me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to share anything else on your experiences from that respect. Yeah, no, 100% and I agree with you that I think you can do anything. Uh, you can do anything. It might take longer, and I think that's one thing to bear in mind. It might just take yeah. a lot longer. Oh. And that's fine, and it did. right? It, yeah, did. Yeah, it yeah, did take yeah. me longer yeah. because I only qualified um, 18 months exactly. ago, right? Exactly. I didn't take the linear path. Yeah. It took me about 10 years to Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And I know my experiences are slightly different to both of yours, but but one thing I would say, we've got three males sat around the table. I think it's quite often that almost academic maturity might take a little bit longer for, for guys at times. And um, I know I, as I've gotten older, I look back at some the way I approached university yeah. and think you were crazy. Yeah. And, and 
yeah, I, I guess the persistence, irrespective of the results, which which don't define you, as I think we've got two really clear examples of here, yeah. is what's important. Yeah. It's not you have to get straight A's and A stars and then you're going to fly. Like yeah. People take different routes and um, yeah, the resilience, I guess, plays out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I because think that's right. It's like those knockbacks. You get the yeah. knockbacks and you know you might fail a module or you might fail a, an, an A-level and have to resit it. Yeah. It's not the end of the no. world, right? You can redo it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just apply yourself. Um, the resilience will continue to build. Yeah. Um, and, and you will get there. Don't, but, don't be Did bored. you um, at school, what else did you do? Were you good at something else? Um, do you enjoy doing something else? In terms of, well, Outside you know what? Outside academic I, stuff. Uh, outside of academic stuff, um, it was more more sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, same, you know, I did yeah. I did um, I did a lot of boxing and I and I played football. Um, and yeah, I mean, at, at, at times boxing was the kind of like the main yeah. sport that yeah. I participated in. Um, but um, I really saw school as just like this thing I had to do, yeah. and it was an you know this academic yeah. wheel that you had to go around in order to get anywhere in life. Yeah. So it's immensely important, I think. You need to build that academic foundation. But if you have stumbling blocks along the way, yeah. don't be disheartened by it. Like a boxer almost in a ring, right? Exactly. Exactly. exactly I, yeah. yeah. On my way here, actually, I was thinking about that analogy. I, you know, I was thinking life you know you have people around you yeah, like yeah, your yeah. team in your camp when, when you're training for a fight or something um but when you're in the ring it's just you and your opponent and yeah. your opponent is almost like life yeah um and you might get knockbacks and and you know you might take a few on the chin yeah but you know like that old saying it's not how many times you get knocked down it's how many times you yeah. get back up yeah. and keep it moving yeah as, you know cliche as it might sound i think i heard the other day that life is a single player game with multiplayer quests. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah. the team you have around you is so important. Because yeah, yeah. you can go back to your corner mm, yeah. and you can get, you know, inspiration yeah, or advice yeah, and then you yeah. go again. Yeah. I also think that I was going to say the reason I asked is because I was, I, I've loved sport when I was younger. Um, and, you know, for me, that was, that was my main focus. Mm. I, I just couldn't wait to play football. I couldn't wait to play cricket. That was mm. just what I loved. Um, and I think sometimes something my mum, I think, was really good at amazing and quite inspiring i just you know just be the best you can be yeah. in whatever you want to do so if that's football yeah, that's cricket hard. just 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 yeah, do yeah. it um yeah. and i think sometimes you can focus too much on academic stuff um and and you know don't be shy to bring that into you know if you're applying for an internship or applying for something mm. don't think it's less important because mm. it's not like i've got friends i went to school with people who just did academic stuff and they didn't have the same kind of maybe communication skills or mm. or ability to kind of if you play football or if you box do whatever you're playing with people from across the spectrum of society mm. yeah yeah and if you can work out how to avoid being wiped out by someone from yeah. a, you know from a di you know what i mean like you yeah. just get and you build up build up a language build up a kind of rapport and understanding of how you speak to people from yeah and 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 more confident in yourself and i think that's a really important thing as well just to remember that, that there are always things you can take away from I, everything that really resonates with me because um and we'll probably get onto it on another pod but i was super passionate about football growing up and yeah. academics really weren't a focus for me um but i think that mastery of a skill to that mindset's transferable yeah. right to now probably what you do whether it be yeah. in the trumpet learning russian coding yeah. your job it's that same i want to be the best footballer i can be so i'm going to build my skill set yeah, yeah yeah you transfer to to your other endeavors exactly yeah exactly and i think that's right and i think that's why don't be shy i i it kind of annoys me to some extent when people all they talk about is what a stars you got and you're like well yeah. is that really like of course that's important but can you do you know how to look after yourself in a you know on a 
crap pitch yeah. somewhere in Ricelip yeah, on a rainy yeah. on a day. Sunday, oh, on a rainy Sunday. Give us, give us yeah, a, yeah. you know, maybe ice floor, ice yeah. pitch, you know, whatever. Or can, or can you be in a, a certain room with certain exactly. people and irrespective of who it your is. background, yeah. who's there, you can you can carry us. Yeah, and that's what actually one of the, someone I'm mentoring at the moment, they, they were talking, they put in their, I think it, I can't remember it was an application or something that um i think they, they want to be a lawyer and, and they were saying that they play football and actually that's one of the things you know mm-hmm. they as a as a lawyer you've got to work with clients you you don't get to choose who your clients mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. yeah and so that i thought that was brilliant because i thought oh yeah he's really understood what his skills he's got and i think yeah. that's the thing you know look into yourself take time to look into yourself and what you can do and ev- everyone learns and thinks differently exactly right that's okay, i'm yeah. A very practical learner i learn on the job yeah. i learn through experience hence why i think you know ultimately when i've really tried to to think introspectively and why don't i get exams it's because i that's not my way of learning yeah. i don't I, you know for me to, to to pass exams it's like memorizing repetition yeah put it on paper in the format that they expect you to put yeah. it in um and that was the sort of strategy that i yeah. employed um but when i finished that and went into work i said okay now i can apply my actual um the skill that i'm good at which is learn practically so i talk to people ask lots of questions i then have a go i go back and ask them for their opinion yeah um and that's how it you know i actually get it into into my system and i think i think that's such a good um, example of the fact that yeah you might not necessarily have the best of it at school but look at you now you're flourishing in your work mm. and environment winning awards closing deals and having the kind of confidence and faith that, that how school goes isn't yeah. necessarily how work's going to yeah. go or, or how your life will pan out exactly you yeah. know um yeah 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 definitely very very passionate about that so so don't don't be disheartened um so i think what what we like to do as well is is you know um shine a light on people's challenges yeah. and some of the key things that maybe where they may have uh, experienced some failure yeah. uh, and how they overcame those things. So can you think of maybe one, two, three things where in your lifetime were kind of key points that were a turning point f- where where you, you learned something new or it inspired some growth? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the, the straightforward answer is that every day, um, your personal growth machine yeah every day man <laughs> like uh, like a pac-man just e- eating eating up those learning opportunities um i think yeah i mean i think generally every day i mean I, there, there's a, a good a one that sticks in my head which i think almost drove me to a mental asylum um was uh at, in the mp's office i had to i was in charge of writing these letters to constituents and as i said before my writing was shocking and so every letter i'm telling you every letter was corrected and uh, there were hundreds of letters that needed to be sent out in a week Ooh. i tell you what i almost went crazy i thought well i've done it finally and then i get the letter back not again <laughs> sorry for swearing so much by the way That's I, told, okay. I told myself okay. not to but it's, uh, <laughs> i don't know how i switch off at work but um yeah i think that that was really hard because i thought oh, i'm just not good enough am i i'm just not good enough for this mm. But there's, I think there's always a reason why you do something. So, um, you know, there, I just didn't enjoy the job. So I wasn't really giving 100%. And I knew that in the back of my head, but I just didn't want to accept it. And so there, I wasn't being honest with myself. And so I learned, okay, if you're going to do something, do it properly. Yeah, you might not enjoy it, but just just, just do it. Um, so that, I think that was an important thing. I also, when I was younger, I had a, a football injury and I've had about four or five operations on my left knee. Can't run anymore. Oh, wow. Can't do sport. 
And that was really That's hard. Difficult. Yeah, because that was a big part of my identity. But I think that was really hard because I had to pivot. I had to be like, right, I'm not, I'm not, I can't do this. This isn't part of me. So what am I going to do? How am I going to find myself? I mean, I left university, as I say, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so it was a massive thing of going, okay, oh, this is really hard. What am I going to do? And just kind of trying to work things out and just going forward and, 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 and yeah, looking, I think a lot of what I do, I think two key things that I do, one is kind of reflect on how you can do things better and, and be, be gracious, I suppose. Um, with mistakes and learning i think another one is feedback yeah massively important don't be afraid to ask feedback it's not always going to be nice but you need to ask feedback yeah yeah don't be afraid so to wrap up i, yeah. I just want to reflect on some of the key things that yeah. come out of that because I, I think it's been a really fascinating oh, conversation it's been really cool i feel I like really we could have it. probably spoken for a bit longer <laughs> and, and i've yeah. certainly learned a lot and um yeah really grateful for you coming on and, and sharing your experiences for for me your ability to overcome challenges, whether that be in school, whether that be through the application process, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and learning from any mistakes you made during those challenges, I think is something that all of our listeners and ourselves could, could mm. learn from. I also think that your focus on relationships and, and recognizing that that can make life go a bit more smoothly in the working context and the, the personal context yeah. is something that we should all probably reflect on a little yeah. bit more. And yeah, just the continuous grit. So regardless of what happens, the resilience to keep going, I think, is something I, I certainly take away from this conversation and, and will hope to employ personally. Mm. I don't Wicked. know if you wanted to add anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, just just to reflect on what Alex said, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a really interesting conversation and, and thanks for being so open and honest as well. Um, I think that, you know, will be key for for our listeners. Um, so, yeah, some of the, 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 the key things I've taken away from your professional experience in, in the civil service, I think it's quite clear it's very broad, um, you know, pretty much anyone doing with some skill can find a job that's right for them. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely, you know, explore it and, and see what, what, what comes out of it for you. Um, you don't need like a specific degree or, or, you know, things like that. Um, that, that there are, uh, opportunities and possibilities. Um, some key skills are obviously, you know, the communication, um, relationship building and writing, which is something that that we touched on. Um, so, if you're thinking about um, maybe taking a, a, a job in um, the civil service, uh, writing and it's very transferable, right? You can use that in 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 many uh, many settings. Um, yeah, and I think two two very main uh, points and and gems that we'll probably take away is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mistakes will happen. Learn from them. Um, pick yourself back up and keep it moving. Um, and along with that will come adaptability. Don't be, yeah. don't be afraid to adapt. Um, cause as, as you learn, you'll need to, you'll need to, you know, apply yourself differently. So with that, you know, yeah. one final thank you. Thanks for joining us, everybody, you know, obviously follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and all, all the channels, hard work beats talent podcast. Um, and we'll catch you on the next one. Over and out. Cheers guys. Thanks mate.